episode of New PTs on the Block, where we're bridging the gap from student to clinician. I'm your co-host, Dr. Gino Tobar, and with me always are Dr. Alex Nelson and Dr. Tommaso Colello. What's going on, guys? What up, what up, what up? How's it going? What it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the topic of our first episode is going to be about the interview process and looking for your first job. Man, you remember how nervous you were looking daunting for your first job? It's a daunting test. That's what it is. You, you're all excited. You pass the MPTE. Pass the board. You're like, oh, oh, I can't wait to get onto the field. Then you work hey. for six months and you hate your life. Hey. But it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I hate notes. I don't know how much debt you're uh, still in. Gosh. Oh, hey. So let's talk about, let's lead with this. When you guys were looking for your first job, what were you looking for? What was one of the most important things that you were looking for when seeking out your first job? When I was looking for my first job, obviously I had to decide what setting I wanted to really? work in. <laughs> well, yeah, I was very interested interested in neuro. I think Not I pelvic health. I remember that. No, no I. <laughs> <laughs> so I made that decision to become an orthopedic physical therapist. And when I was looking at different clinics and companies, I really looked into their mentorship program. I think that's huge for someone coming out of school. How long is the mentorship program? Who is your mentor? And what are the times set up in the schedule for a one-on-one session with your mentor? So that was really big for me. A lot of it that made the decision easier was I was with another therapist who was, she was a fellow. She had a residency. She actually helped teach one of our courses. So that was huge for me, was the mentorship. I'm going to jump on board with you for that one because that's what I was mainly looking for too was what was their mentorship program like? Most of the places that I had interviewed at kind of had this non-structured, oh, you'll meet with this person at the end of the week from time to time, and it never was really a structured mentorship. Finally found a company who had a six-month mentorship program, which may seem extensive for some people, but I was all about it. And it really helped going through that and just hearing things twice and being able to go to clinicians with way more experience than me in times when I was treating difficult patients and, and be able to get feedback about how I can improve what I was doing or different treatment methods, things like that. Definitely. It's obviously paid off for you too because I am sitting in the limelight of some brainiacs here. <laughs> uh, I, I thought one of my biggest factors that I, that I looked for was the population that I yeah. worked with. And maybe a li- I'm a little bit of an outlier there, but one of the places that was offering me a position was close to a huge retirement community. And they, they treated a lot of the elderly patients from this community as they're like 10 minutes down the road. And, and I saw how the clinic was set up. I got to, to shadow and it just, it was great how they were running things. It just wasn't the speed. It wasn't the, the type of population I really was interested in working with. And, and so the, the place that I selected was different as we got to work with a lot of kids in high school or younger, older, but, but pretty athletic kids uh, coming from the, the local high school communities there. And the equipment also that we had available at, at my facility, I think set the, was a little bit different than some of the other places having uh, dumbbells and squat racks and sled pushes and all these things Turf. that we could properly treat the higher level athletes with. So I, I thought that was huge for me. 
So then you found a place, or let's just say you think you find a place that has that aspect of things that you're looking for. Now you do your shadow day and you get exposed to some of the clinicians who are working there. When you go through that process, what was something that you guys kind of kept an eye on or were looking out for as you did that, that made that a desirable place or maybe turned you off about working there? Yeah, so when I was in that shadowing process, I looked at how each clinician worked together and how they treated each other. You want to find, you want to find a place that's going to treat each other like a family and work well as a team, not someone who sits in the corner and doesn't talk to you. So you want more of a collaborative environment. In addition to that, I looked for a clinic and a company with a lot of clinicians in it, or more than just me and someone else, because then you can bounce off ideas and, and really learn, and that's what you need to do, is get out there, get your feet wet, and learn as much as you can coming out of school. So it's how you treat each other, a number of clinicians, and I like to work with those who have a similar treatment style, so that's kind of what I looked into. Yeah, the camaraderie, the vibe, the tone that the clinic sets. <laughs> I don't know. You, you type that all and you, and you get a good sense of it. Get a place. good sense of it. I don't know. That's what I'm going for. You, you take that and you get a good sense of where you'll be spending the next 40 years of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those are great points. And I think something to touch on, a friend of mine worked at a clinic where most of the clinicians were much older than her. The only one, or the, the one closest in age to her was, I think like 10 years older. And one of her biggest frustrations was that she never really had anyone to relate to when she was going through this, the struggles of being a new PT. On top of that, the way the other clinicians treated was nowhere near hers. So she treated how we do with Therex and Manual and many of the other clinicians use craniosacral therapy. And <laughs> this was a, a real big turnoff and a real big struggle for her because day to day, she really wasn't able to share patients with the other clinicians. And if she did, the patients were getting two completely different methods of treatment. Uh, and it's frustrating on both ends because you're sending your patients off to be treated in a completely different style. And then you may be receiving patients who are being treated in a completely different style. Like, how, how am I going to do craniosacral therapy on this patient when I've never been, you know, I, I'm not into it. So I think that is also something very valuable to look into, kind of as Tommaso stated, making sure that everyone kind of has the same beliefs or at least similar beliefs and in, in treatment interventions as you. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. Nothing wrong with working with older therapists. It's no. It's when, you, it's when you work with someone who is has a whole different methodology and when you are sharing patient patients it kind of makes it difficult to progress or kind of assess what worked last time to add on to that is what are your session lengths right like if each session is 30 minutes and you're passed off to a technician or is it a 45 minute session or is the scheduling so hectic that okay today you see me you know next session you see randy and next session you see you gino and the next session you see alex and the next session you see me you also want to kind of stay away from that so consistency is is huge as well yeah and just to add on to what you said and the story i just told i was fortunate enough to be hired on with another new grad and two of the clinicians that were working in my clinic were only a year and two years out 
So it was super helpful for me to, to have people basically all around me who were going through the same struggles or weren't too far off from the struggles I had faced. Once again, I'm not saying working with older clinicians is bad. I, I think that's actually valuable, right? They have a lot of experience, experience. they can pass down to. I'm just saying that you're, there are probably going to be times when you're frustrated with your job or maybe not with your job, but the way you're performing or whatever it is. And it's, it's always nice to have someone who you can relate to. And with an older clinician, it, it just might be hard for that to happen. A lot, of these, a lot of these things you can get in the interview, interview process. So I guess one of my questions for you guys is, how did you guys attack the interview process? And did or was money brought up? So any type of negotiation tips and techniques that you guys used? <laughs> I did not bring up financial implications in the beginning in the first initial interview process with with the manager or the other staff or administration I did not I, I kind of let them approach that that topic and then I would have negotiation strategies after their offer uh, but I did not set my expectations from the start did you Gino? No I had no intention of asking about pay in the initial interview process or during the shadow day, I would be weary to bring it to bring it up on your own. I think it just kind of portrays this image that you're just money hungry, which is fine to be low key, yeah. but you don't want to, you don't <laughs> yeah. want to come off that way. Yeah, yeah. I think the interview process is a good time to get to know how the managers and the higher ups explain what they're doing there and their and, and their plan for the company and what their image or viewpoint of the for the company is. Talking to the clinicians while your shadow is, is kind of getting a different scope, a different turn on it, yeah. which is beneficial. And then when it comes to the money, that's a tricky situation that you do have to kind of tread lightly. So in the event that they ask you, hey, or they tell you, Gino and Alex, you, you will be making X amount of dollars. What happened after that? Did you guys negotiate? Because there's a lot of factors, right? How far do you live? wear and tear on the car yeah you know are using tolls since illinois loves paying you know charging us tolls. <laughs> so oh, what what did you take into account and after that number was presented yeah you definitely have to take in all those pros and cons that you named tomaso i do think you should have some expectation in your head in your mind maybe write it down for yourself on on paper along with the pros and cons Although I do think a lot of the, the starting positions out there for new grads are fairly similar along the lines of, of the salary standpoint. Yeah. I think some other factors that you can negotiate would be potentially a signing bonus if they offer that. Sometimes they're more flexible on that allotment of money. Some other factors are PTO, some uh, education dollars that you have to spend for CEUs. So I think... You should definitely come back with a counter offer for the, the starting salary because I do think there is likely there is likely going to be some wiggle room on that number, but then there's also those different areas that you can maybe get greedy with and get a little bit more of if you feel like you're, you're worth it and, and that's a, a good route to go down. I think that's a great point because I, I didn't think about doing that at all. I was just like, well, I'm just going to negotiate the salary. I unfortunately was faced with a situation where 
the offer was given to me by a middle person, like a recruiter. So it was hard for me to, to tell the recruiter why I should get more money. So then she could go back and tell <laughs> my boss that yeah, I should yeah. get more money and then the boss counters. The way I ended up negotiating was I did have another offer from a different clinic. So that was nice because it, it allows you to say, hey, you want to give me this. I have another clinic who I'm considering who wants to give me this. That can helps. you meet me there or can you get close to what they're offering me? Yeah. And then that way you're like not directly saying like I want more money. It's just, hey, there's an offer here that I could take that's better than yours. Yeah. Like meet me halfway. Can you meet me halfway? <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> what I ended up doing though was, as you said, the sign-on bonus is where I basically made my negotiation. And, and, and one more thing, yeah. one more thing I want to say. I think it's valuable. I don't know if there are companies who do this, but my cousin told me it when I was going through the interview process that sometimes companies or bosses will say or ask you, "What are you looking to make?" For your first job, or what if you, what are you looking to make while working here? And I would advise you not to give a number because let's just say their starting salary is seventy-two thousand, and you say I'm looking to make sixty-eight thousand. Well, right there, you just fucked yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, right there. Well, you did. You just fucked yourself you because yeah, yeah. that boss. Maybe like, all right, I'll give it to you, 68, when they're really going to give you another 4,000. Yeah. So the response I would say to give to that is, well, what does a new therapist typically make starting out at your company? And then from there, you can start that negotiation process. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. I never thought about that, so that's a great way of putting it. I think a tip that I, I want to get out there is it's better to do it over the phone or in person Emailing and text, in my opinion, seems unprofessional. Ooh. I don't know if you guys... No, I, mine was I, over the phone. Yeah, over the phone. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean, not text. So definitely call them, have a conversation, yeah. get everything, write up, make a list of this is what you want to talk about, and or even in person. I did exactly what you did, Alex. Is I, I did give them a counteroffer, whether that was 3 to 5% more than what they offered me. I'm expecting them to say no and give me something lower. So... I go into the other perks, right? Like, can't you know, sign sign on bonus, and, and give them reasons why you need these perks. I may provide something that is unique. I speak sure. three languages, so for me, it's like, hey, I, I I can you know tailor cater to different more diverse populations because of these specific skills, and bring that all up. Use all of that stuff to, into your negotiation yeah. strategies. You know, you got it. You have a doctorate. You're worth it. You're going to be helping a lot of people, and you're going to be making the company a lot of money. So use all that to your advantage and, and, and try to get as, as much as you can out of it because you deserve it. Yeah. Way to go. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we spend a lot of money at school. Yeah. We, need to, yeah. we need to own it. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the perks are good. So it, it, I would say perks, but you know, what, are the, what are the additional things? Did, what did you guys look for in terms of CU? In terms of days off, in ter- you know, w- what else did you guys look into? Not much. <laughs> so don't listen to me. <laughs> that, that, helped, that helped make your decision into the company. What I'll say is that I got a lower offer than I told myself that I would take for any job. But the company was so great. The mentorship was spot on of what I was looking for. 
hell my boss is listening. <laughs> so you did great. everyone seemed so great there that I, I couldn't, for, for, for me, those things outweighed the money so much more that I just had to take it and jump on it. Yeah. And to be honest, like the, the other perks or benefits, it was, those didn't matter as much to me because like I said, everything else was so good. Yeah, I, I agree. As long as you like the environment, you like the population that you're going to be treating, and then that excites you and keeps you motivated. And that's all going to help you go in there every single day and try to be the best version of yourself and try to get 1% better every single day. So I, I, that to me makes more that, – that helped me as much as well. Money is yeah. not all about money. Yeah. yeah. Finding a job is like pain. It's really multifactorial. <laughs> There's a lot of factors that go into it. But, but. I like that foresight there. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. going to be talking Foreshadowing about here. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Foresight. Uh, uh, I need to go back to English. Uh, <laughs> what I do think is important, though, to figure out before you go into any interview is what do you want out of your first job? For me and Tomas, it was mentorship. For Alex, it was the the population. <laughs> I couldn't can, can even remember. Yeah, no, no, yeah. First was the population. Maybe for you, it is about the money. So maybe you are going to chase that $80,000 salary at Concentra to see. Does that exist? Yeah. 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 Well, you're seeing like 25 patients oh, a day. Yeah, you're going to be seeing like 21 patients a day, though. So maybe you're fine with that but because you're going to get the money. So really establishing before you even start this process, what is important, what is most important to you, regardless of what we say, when looking for these jobs. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that, man. Yeah. That's great. Any other kind of thoughts I was going to kind of say? Looking at the benefits, as a clinician, you always want to educate and continue to grow. So look into those programs. If you are interested in getting an OCS or some type of residency, do they have that? What do they help you You know, with payment-wise? And that's just another thing that kind of popped to my mind. But I 100% agree. Know what you want. Yeah. Know what you're looking for. Know what's important for you. And then that's how you're going to attack the, the interview process, when you're having these conversations with these different clinicians at different clinics and companies and getting a, a, the best understanding of what's going on before you make a decision. So I agree with you. Yeah, and just to be clear, the things that we highlighted are things that we think are the more challenging things to talk about or things that may not come to your mind right off the bat when you're thinking about the interview process the given things that you should obviously be asking about patient load productivity things like that and those are those are things that you just kind of have to figure out on your own but these are the things that we think will be most useful to you when going through the interview process and that's really all we have for today Any, anything else you guys want to throw in there nope so first episode is a little bit short but starting on the second episode with does the diagnosis matter things are going to get a little bit more in depth and these episodes are going to be a little bit longer we look forward to seeing you guys. See you next time. Ciao. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural... Wait, that's not how you say it. Inaugural. 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 Oh, I sound like an idiot. Introductory. Right <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the first episode. <laughs> no, you can't laugh during this part.